Welcome to a new episode of Start Inspired with your host, Samantha March, a podcast designed to give you a dose of inspiration and motivation, helping you start inspired and stay inspired. Let's get into today's topic. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Start Inspired. I am your host, Samantha March. I'm so excited to be back for this is episode number four. So thank you so much for listening and for supporting my new podcast. Uh, I do believe that I said in the third episode that I would actually have a guest coming on next week, but it actually has gotten pushed to the following week. So check for next week. I will have a guest interview on that I am so excited for. Uh, And I also have a wonderful podcast voice going on this morning. I actually recorded this podcast earlier and I had some new equipment that I was so excited about. And I ran a bunch of different tests and I thought everything would be great. But then when I was actually listening back the podcast to edit it, it did not sound very good. I think something was wrong in my uh, settings with my microphone. So I'm actually re-recording the podcast and it is like first thing in the morning. So my voice is still still a little raspy today, but uh, I will try to do my best to, to get through this episode with hopefully without losing my voice. But I, I was thinking I had, you know, a handful of different topics written down for the episodes that will just be me. And so I was looking over those, but I actually have started to get quite a few requests coming in for different topics that people are wanting to hear for the Start Inspired podcast. And one topic that I have seen get requested actually a few times now has been, how did I find my why? And to explain a little bit about why I even chose this career path of being a published author, a blogger, a YouTuber, and now having a podcast. Uh, So how did I find my why? And I thought that that was a really great question. And so that is what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to explain how I found my why at 11 years old which is a pretty young age to kind of have a few things click in your mind and have an idea of what it is that you really want to pursue in life. So thank you to everyone who has sent in their topics. Uh, I'm always curious to, to get feedback and to hear what you guys want me to talk about for this podcast. I do always have all of my social links in the show notes. Uh, My YouTube is Samantha March. I know I've had some comments come in that way. My Twitter is by Samantha March. And then my Instagram is March Beauty Word. But if you ever want to send in just any general feedback on the podcast, that would be great. Or topics that you would like me to talk about uh, that really would help me out. And I'd be very excited for that. Uh, And I do want to say you know, thank you guys so much for your support. The first three episodes were actually recorded uh, really close to one another. I wanted to have a few out there, um, you know, just trying to get a handle on 
how everything goes down and how I edit and upload and actually put them out there. So all three of those were recorded without having any idea of if people would even listen to this podcast, would you even like this podcast? And it's been really amazing to get the support. Uh, I've seen some reviews come in and ratings come in on the different sites where you can listen to the podcast. And honestly, I just, I appreciate it so much. Uh, if you do have a moment, if you'd want to uh, rate or review the podcast, that would really mean so much to me. So thank you to everyone who has been supporting. It's been really so much fun. And oh, I guess I was feeling a little bit too confident. I felt like I had a pretty good handle on how things were going, but then I decided to switch equipment. So I'm actually back to my original equipment today just to make sure and just so I can get this podcast up for this week and then maybe I'll try the new equipment again and see how it goes. So to jump in to today's topic of how I found my why and at 11 years old uh, I do want to say too I guess I should put this in here that this episode is going to cover some sensitive topics such as uh, child abuse and sexual abuse. So if that is not something that you feel comfortable listening to or you can't really handle that type of subject, I did want to let you know ahead of time that that is what I'm going to be talking about for today's episode. And I fully understand if not everyone can can handle that uh, sort of conversation. So wanted to let you know before I did dive into the story, but um, basically how, how I found my why and what kicked it off is when I was 11 years old, I was sexually abused by a family member. Uh, my mom was married to a man who had a, a child from his first marriage and uh, a son from his first marriage. And he started to sexually abuse me when I was 11. And I let it go on for six months before I told anyone what was going on and really put a stop to it. And part of the reason was because, to be honest, I really didn't understand what was happening to me. I mean, I'm a, I'm a child. I'm 11. Um, this is 1998. We don't have social media and really um, the internet's, you know, kind of just popping around. We don't have these types of discussions being had. It's not, I mean, it's just a different time. <laughs> it's just looking back. It's, it's a completely different time. And so at first I didn't really quite understand what was going on and it didn't, really start to click to me that something was happening that it shouldn't be until my stepbrother started to threaten me and not only threaten me if I told anyone, but he threatened my mom and he threatened my sister. And that's when I thought, okay, something really wrong is happening and I need to do something about it. I was walking to school with a friend and I told her what was going on. And she said, I think you need to talk to the guidance counselor. And so before school started, right when we got there, she took me to the guidance counselor and I told my guidance counselor. And she, you know, immediately sprang to action. She called the police. She called my mom. She called my stepdad. And that moment is the first real defining moment of my life. 
And it's interesting over the years, as I've said this story and I've talked to others about it, a lot of times people think when you look back in your life and you think of defining situations, they think of the actual act of abuse as the defining situation. But I actually look at coming forward and that moment in my guidance counselor's office That is what is the defining moment in my life because no one's life had changed as I was enduring abuse, except for mine and, you know, my abuser, but no one else knew about it. No, there was, you know, no one else had the knowledge of what was going on. But when I came forward, that is what changed everything because that is what changed my family. That is what changed my future, uh, and that became the defining moment. And it's so interesting sometimes to look back. You know, I'm 11 years old. I don't really understand what's going on, but thinking about it as an adult, I can remember the conversations that I had. I can remember the look on my guidance counselor's face. I can remember the look on my mom's face when she came in. I can remember the questions that the police asked me. I can remember how I felt coming home. I can remember all of those details because, again, that was a defining moment. What's really interesting as I went into therapy afterwards and, you know, after I came forward, um, I had individual therapy, I had group therapy to kind of get a handle on everything. And I've realized that I actually cannot remember the first instance of abuse. And I remember that it would really bother me being in therapy and being asked, you know, what were you feeling that very first time? Uh, You know, what were your thoughts and all of this? And I just kept saying, I can't remember, I can't remember And over the years throughout therapy, what I kind of learned is that your mind will actually, it can block memories if they're too painful for you. And I thought that that was really fascinating because I didn't, I didn't know that was such a thing. Uh, But even to this day, you know, I'm 32 years old. I cannot remember that first instance. And so it's funny when I think back to what's such a defining moment for me and I can remember the conversations, I can remember the, the, the looks on people's faces, I can remember the exact you know, route I was taking with my friend to school and I could pinpoint and tell you where I was on the sidewalk when I started to tell her the story. I can remember all of those things, but I can't remember the first time I was abused because that wasn't the defining moment coming forward was my defining moment. So I just thought that was something kind of interesting too that I would throw out throw out uh, at you there today. Coming forward, you know, of course, my the police go to my stepbrother's high school and take him into custody. And I remember there being a lot of interviews with me and my mom and, and my stepdad. I remember telling the families, um, you know, I can remember going to my grandmother's house to tell my grandmother what had happened and all these different things, uh, because, you know, especially with, with family, um, and, you know, having holidays with my, my stepfather and his son and, and that side of the family, 
you know, obviously everything changed after that because of course I would not be around my stepbrother and, you know, my mom was, you know, such a rock during that time. Um, I've talked to a lot of people over the years who have come forward with their situations and their abuse and, you know, they have people who don't believe them or, and they even have, you know, parents, mothers and fathers that don't believe what's happening, especially sometimes when it involves a family member. I'm so grateful that I was never questioned that way. And I just had immediate support, um, you know, that just, that means a lot because I know, especially through the years, through talking to others, I know not everyone has that. So, um, you know, so very grateful to my mom that I did. And another thing of, you know, just how defining that moment was for me to come forward uh, is I actually did write that scene for a recent book. Uh, it's my sixth novel. It's called The Six Christie. I started a six-part series, which is called The Six, and it follows uh, a group of six girlfriends, and each book is written uh, from the point of view of one of the friends. So the first book is Christy. Uh, Scarlet is the second book. And then the third book releasing in November is Lauren. But in the sixth Christie, my character is actually an elementary school guidance counselor. And she has a student to come forward to say that she's been being abused. And that scene is true life. I had always wanted to write that scene in a book because again, it was such a defining moment for me. And it really was how I found my why. Uh, it was very therapeutic, I think, to write that scene. It took me a while. Um, I cried the whole time <laughs> writing it. Uh, anytime I read it back during like self-editing, then the editing process, proofreading, going over the Kindle version, making sure everything looks okay, I still get choked up every time I read it. But again, I can just remember that day so vividly. I can remember, you know, how everyone reacted in that situation. So I, I knew that I always wanted to write that into one of my stories. But uh, one thing the guidance counselor did after I came forward was she took my group of friends. So she took the girl who I told on the way to school and um, three or four of my other you know close friends that I hung out with in elementary school and she just kind of explained the situation to them and, you know, how to maybe best handle it, questions to ask, maybe questions to avoid, you know, that sort of thing. And it was a couple months after I had come forward, I was standing in the library uh, during one of our school days. And a friend of mine that, you know, had been spoken to by the guidance counselor, she came up to me. And she told me that she had been being sexually abused by her uncle for years. And she told me that she didn't think she would have ever have come forward had I not come forward. And that, to me, is how I found my why. Being told that sharing a story about me helped someone else, that was the second defining moment in my life 
once again, if you were to put me back in that library in that elementary school, I could I could show you where we were standing when she told me that. I can remember her words. I still get chills. I have goosebumps on my arms right now. I still get chills when I say the story out loud. She had been being abused for years by an uncle. And it's just so hard for me to fathom what could have happened to her if she let it continue for more years. I mean, it's just is absolutely devastating to think about. So to know that I helped someone and I didn't even mean to, you know, I, I wasn't thinking, you know, I'm 11 years old. Again, this is the 90s. There's no social media. There's no YouTube. I didn't come forward because I thought maybe one day my story is going to help someone. Maybe one day my story is going to help someone else come forward. I was thinking something's wrong here. And my mom and my sister and myself are now being threatened. I won't stand for that. That's what I was thinking. So it was such an, it was just so impactful on me to hear that. And I'm so grateful to that friend who told me because, I mean, she could have come forward and, you know, she could have turned her uncle in and the abuse could have stopped and she could have not told me that story or, you know, not said that it was because of me that she decided to come forward and I would have never known. And truly, would I have found my why? Maybe. Maybe it would have come a lot later. Maybe I never would have found it. Because what I learned that day is that when I share my stories or I share my experiences, there's a chance it's going to reach even one person and make a difference to that one person. So that is how I found my why at 11 years old. I remember standing in that library, hearing my friends speak, and thinking, okay, I helped one person. Now how do I help more? How do I get this story out? How do I tell more people? How do I give other girls courage to come forward. And I knew that I loved books. I, I wanted to be an author since I was nine. And really, I wanted to write books because I loved reading. I thought it was fun to create characters. I thought that was such a neat thing. But I, you know, other than that, I didn't really have a solid reason for why I wanted to do it. I just thought it would be fun one day. And that day in the library, I figured out if I could write books and share my stories in these books. Maybe a reader that I'll never meet, that I'll never meet in person. I'll never share my stories to in person, but maybe someone out there would check out my book at the library or buy my book at a bookstore and it would make a difference to them. So that was really the day that I found my why and I decided that I wanted to be someone who would be public with my stories, who would share my stories and my experiences, because you never know who's going through something and who needs to hear that story. And again, one thing that I just want to point out is that I don't think that everyone who goes through something 
needs to take it public. And I don't even mean like take it to the internet type of public. I even mean like telling your friend group. I mean, if you're going through something so deeply personal, whatever it is, I don't feel like there should ever be any pressure on anyone to share that story. That's you. That's your personal choice. But one thing that I think is so helpful is if you do hear someone's story and it does make an impact on you or it does make you feel some type of way, to let them know is such a huge thing. Because again, even if she had come forward, if she hadn't have told me that it was because of my story, I don't know if I... I don't know if I would have, you know, been pursuing, um, you know, one day having a platform. That wasn't the wording I used at 11 years old, but that's kind of what I've been trying to build for so many years now is a platform to be able to share these stories and to reach an audience. And, you know, I have even bigger goals that I've talked about on some of my other platforms like YouTube and such, but I, I have bigger goals that I want to accomplish one day. Uh, but this is just a way now that I can put stories out there and hopefully help other people. So when I get messages from people who have read my books or have heard me tell a story on YouTube and they write in and they say that they can relate or they've gone through something similar or something that I said really encouraged them or motivated them or you know helped them make a change, that means that I mean, just truly, guys, that means everything to me. I have become pretty public in my social media platforms about talking about mental health and depression. And when I get messages from people saying that talking about it, even just talking about it, has helped someone else so much, that helps me and it gives me the courage and the motivation to keep talking about it. It is really hard to go onto the internet and tell thousands and people tell thousands of people that you are depressed and that you're struggling mentally and that it's hard to get out of bed, that it's hard to get excited to do anything. It is really hard to be that personal and be that vulnerable on the internet. And every time that I've done it, I second guess myself. I get nervous to post the video where I talk about it. I'm fearful of my comment section. But every time I do it, I get comments, DMs, emails from people saying thank you. And what's interesting is that, you know, I'm getting messages from people saying thank you. You know, you've made me feel not so alone. You've made me feel, you know, like someone else out there is going through something similar. And when I write back, I'm also saying thank you because you're making me not feel so alone. There's been so many times in life where I've gone through hard situations and I've talked about them. And, you know, a lot of times I don't have a friend in real life going through something similar or who has been through a similar situation. And it's kind of hard to find someone to relate to. So what a beautiful thing the internet has been for me to be able to reach people all over the country, all over the world, people that I'll probably, you know, never meet in person one day, and to know that we are able to relate to one another and find comfort in the fact that we're not alone. 
So I think anyone who's ever written into me, because those truly are what encourage me to keep going and to keep sharing and to keep trying to build a platform and to keep trying to do bigger things. I just appreciate it so much. There's just one other instance in, in college that I was going to touch on for this podcast. And, uh, and it's just kind of another scenario of when I learned that sharing a story, sharing something that I've been through can really make a change in someone else. But it was my, my first year in college and, you know, making new friends, meeting new people. And my senior year of high school, um, I had a bit of a health scare and my senior year of high school, my freshman year of college, um, I had a lot of doctor's appointments and, you know, just trying to get some things figured out. And I remember talking to one of my new college friends about it. And I had mentioned, you know, how important a pap smear is for early detection. And she said, oh, I've never, I've never gotten a pap smear. And I'm looking at this girl who's 18, 19 years old, you know, sexually active. And I'm like, what? You've never had a pap smear? I'm like, girlfriend, that's something that's so important. You know, it can really detect a whole bunch of different things. I like, I think that you need to do this. And her telling me that she had never gotten one actually inspired me to write a whole speech about why I think they are so important. I was in speech class with her and actually a bunch of my girlfriends at the time. And so when we were giving, uh, like, you know, uh, given topics for, for different speeches that we needed to make. I, I took a topic and talked about my situation and how a pap smear helped with early detection. And, uh, it was really aimed at my one friend who told me she'd never had a pap smear because I was so serious about it. I wrote a whole speech about it just to try to help change her mind. And towards the end of the speech, I said, knowledge is power, knowledge is power. And she came up to me after that speech and, you know, she was so moved by it and she had scheduled her pap smear. She's going to find a new doctor in the area that we were going to college at. And I just felt like, okay, I did it. I helped one woman out there understand how important it is to, you know, be getting your, your, your testing done every single year. Like that's just such an important thing. And I helped one person make that appointment. I felt so fantastic about that. And so the one thing I can remember taking away from that speech, one thing I I kept saying throughout and how I closed it was knowledge is power, which I do believe. And I was listening to a podcast a couple months ago. It was the Rise podcast with Rachel Hollis. It's one of my favorite podcasts. So inspirational. It always motivates me. And she said in there that that was a quote that she always loved too, knowledge is power. And then she said she heard one day someone said, knowledge isn't power. Shared knowledge is power. And that was really, really impactful to me. I actually came home and I and I wrote that down on a note because I thought, wow, how true is that? And really, that's what I've been, you know, kind of going after since I was that 11-year-old girl being told in a library that coming forward changed someone else's life. Shared knowledge is power. 
I just think that's such a cool thing. I had never thought of that. I'd never even heard of it until I was listening to that podcast. So I wanted to say that one in here too. And again, not to say that everyone needs to go public with their stories and start getting all personal and deep because that's just not for everybody. Even to let someone know that they made an impact on you, that's such a huge thing. To know that them sharing their knowledge was powerful to you Wow, that's, I mean, that's just really special. So those are the stories that I wanted to, to share today. That's how I've, I found my why. And one thing I wanted to say too is I, to be honest, I still hold a lot of anger towards my abusive situation that I went through because it not only changed my life, it changed my mom's life. I mean, what came after coming forward and seeing how everything fell down, how the family fell apart, it's devastating. (laughs) It's devastating to look back and think what could have been if that hadn't happened. My childhood was fantastic up until then. And then it all fell apart because of one person's horrible, selfish actions. But I try to look at the positives too, because if that had never happened, would I have found my why? Would I have wanted to go on to write books Would I have wanted to go on to be building a social platform to be able to have a bigger voice to share some of these stories and reach other girls and other women and other people? I don't know. I don't know. But I know that that is really what started giving me that fire. That's what started giving me this passion. So... I guess I can choose to be grateful for that. (laughs) Still not a situation that I'm, you know, I don't know if I'll ever get past it, but that's how I try to look at it. And that's how I try to make peace with it, I guess, is that it gave me a purpose. And I'm so grateful that I get to pursue that purpose every single day. So that is where I'm going to end today's podcast. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I would love to get your feedback on it. This one was a little bit tougher for me to get through. This one had me a little bit emotional at times, but uh, I'm really glad to share it. I hope that you take something away from it. I hope that you will offer me your feedback. I would really enjoy to hear it. Uh, Of course, do let me know if there are any other topics that you would like to see. I have a few others written down that I saw come in, but I actually saw this one get requested a few times over, so I thought I could cover it first. So definitely would love to hear if there's anything else you would like me to speak about for the Start Inspired podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for your support. Thank you for tuning in uh, to the the podcast. It just makes me so very excited. I can't wait to get some more recorded for you. I hope that you guys enjoyed this one and I will talk to you guys later.